Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is The Way We Live Now. Today is day 35 of this podcast. As most of my episodes are recorded several days in advance, this one will not reflect the heartbreaking events that have unfolded around our country over the past week. I aim always for this podcast to be a break from the news cycle and the divisiveness and anxiety so many of us are experiencing. But I can't very well host a podcast called The Way We Live Now in a Bubble. So please bear with me in the coming days as I continue to share the stories I already have and look for ones that I hope will illuminate this time we're living through. On to today's show. There are people whose dreams are being deferred by the pandemic and others whose dreams have been at least temporarily crushed. And then there are those who have spent years working on something that simply is going to see the light of day during this time. My guest today is Anna Solomon, an author whose third novel, The Book of V, was about to come out before the pandemic hit. And this is the story of what happened next. Anna, thank you so much for talking to me about the way that we live now. Thank you so much for having me. Describe in great novelistic detail, as I know you can, <laughs> where you are right now. Where are you sitting? What are you looking at? Oh, I am sitting in the living room of my mother's house in Gloucester, Massachusetts, which is where I grew up. She is not here currently. She's been in South Carolina, which is where she spends most of her winters with her husband now. And I'm actually having a really surreal moment because today we decided to finally sort of join our little foursome family with my cousin's threesome family, um, which feels totally scary and weird and also very happy making. And about half an hour ago, my cousin came over and um, got my son and took him to her house mm -hmm. <laughs> and walked into our house and we hugged and we were all just sort of, um, I don't know, I haven't quite absorbed it. Um, so part of what's surreal at this moment is that I'm sitting in the sun and 
I'm by myself. I think for the first time in like 10 weeks. Oh, that sounds like heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say it's pretty heavenly. (laughs) Wow. Isn't it the strangest thing the way that other people, even very, very familiar people, um, when we haven't seen them, we haven't been with anyone other than, um, you know, in your case, your immediate family and and the same with me. uh, And of, of course, some people are in solitude. Yeah. But then... The first time that you actually encounter and socially, you know, kind of connect with someone again, it's a very strange experience, sort of surreal. It's very strange. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot and just have been very aware from the beginning about how quickly our bodies and our senses develop habits, you know, around distance and around, you know, just it's it's like so quickly it became, remember how odd it was even after a week or two of quarantine, watching movies and watching people like walk into parties and dance together in concerts. It was like, what are they thinking? (laughs) You know, I think it's, I'm just fascinated by how quickly we've sort of adapted to this particular way of living and how, um, yeah, and how strange it feels to to kind of move towards someone instead of away. Yeah, and how strange it feels when it starts to not feel strange. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, we're totally not there yet. No, um, no, but, but, but it's less strange than it was a month ago. Right, or even two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and watching my kids, you know, like my son's face as he sort of approached and, you know, just this mix of, just joy and trepidation. And I think he's taken in sort of the risk much more than I I either thought or hoped that he would, although it's also been good in other ways. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's been really fascinating watching, um, watching people of all ages sort of Mm. manage this and Mm -hmm. make our way through. Absolutely. So your novel, The Book of V, which I absolutely loved. Thank um, you came out pretty much in tandem with the pandemic. (laughs) When did you start to realize that that was going to happen? On March 11th. (laughs) I can can name the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like many of us can. Partly it's because that, I I remember it because it was the night that I can't even say his name spoke. um, And it was so clear in that moment how utterly unprepared we were and how just, it was terrifying, that, that moment, that night. Mm-hmm. And it was also the eve of my birthday. Mm. <laughs> um, Thursday, the, March 12th was my birthday. And so that was part of my memory of that moment. Um, and I, I could see, um, okay, we nothing is going to be what I imagined it would be, um, both in the world at large and then, you know, more in terms of my own life, like in terms of the, the launch of this book, you know. Um, I'm not going to be going anywhere. Bookstores may be entirely closed. I mean, and like I, nobody even and at that moment, we were people were like, it could be that printing presses close. It mm-hmm. could be that trucks are not delivering books. Like there was just this all of a sudden gaping kind of like, oh my God, what is this going to be? How long did it take you to write the book of V? Um, I'd say somewhere between three and four years. I always find it a little hard to pin that down between writing and revision and other books being published and all of that. But I think it's fair to say three to four years. Right, right. So three to four years, and suddenly you're looking at the possibility that 
the book will practically not exist in the world. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, really, like, just devastating. What had the plans for it been? Because, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, I definitely wanted to speak to somebody who had a book coming out during this time, but I chose you for a number of reasons. And, um, you know, one was that it was, you know, the Book of V, it wasn't a slam dunk. You know, it wasn't a book <laughs> that no matter what happened was going to be bulletproof. Right. Um, but it also, and it wasn't a debut. It's your third book? Yes, my third novel. Um, and yet it also had a lot going for it. It had a lot of buzz. People were excited about it. It was getting really wonderful early reviews. And it was the kind of publication where it felt like it was poised for something, which I'm sure you felt because as a writer, you know what that feels like when it's happening and you know what it feels like when it's not <laughs> happening. I mean, I had been going on an, an eight-city tour um, at, at sort of at first with a lot of other things planned over the summer and into the fall. And yeah, a lot of a lot of different events, even within some of those cities, there were more than one. I think, like you said, I mean, I think what what began happening, things were happening that hadn't happened for my books before, right? Like like the, you know, I made the Indie Next list and the Good Morning America picked it as their made book club pick, um, like really thrilling things. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right that I was in that between thing of like, this could be sort of a breakout, right? But nobody really knows. It's it, like you said, it's not a slam dunk. I'm not like some, I'm not famous in the way that like everybody's going to buy this book. I will say that I had come up in the fall with my agent, who's very, who's very wonderful and was helping me kind of think through like, what, what am I really hoping for, for this book? In, in a more concrete, in, not in the sense of like, what are my dreams for it? But like, what could I call success for it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I came up with, with a couple very concrete things. And one of them was that I wanted this book to reach people who would love it. And that I wanted, you know, people who would love this book to be able to find it. Um, and the second thing was I wanted it to reach more readers than my books had before. Um, and when I bought in, and that I will say very happily, like those things have happened, mm -hmm. you know, already. <laughs> and those things are happening anyways. But I feel, you know, the, the amount of press and attention and also just love that I'm feeling from readers is huge. And I'm, I'm really trying to focus mm. as much as I can on that. And, and I also on, I really believe, I mean, I have to, I'm so proud of this book. I really believe in it. And I think it's going to have a long life. And I'm also trying to focus on that. Um, I mean, you hear me saying I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and that kind of, you know, exposes the fact that I'm also, you know, sad and scared about it. And there are things that, you know, I wish that it hadn't been now. Right. <laughs> of course, of course, which is something that I think we're all in, you know, everyone in their own, you know, individual particular way. Um, that's what we're all trying to do is, yes. um, you know, how do I kind of calibrate my mental state so that n not only can I get through this period of time, but that I can grow within it, I guess I would say. Yeah. And not, yeah. And not wish yep. it away, and, uh, you know, because it's, right. cause it is what it is. But one of the things about a book coming out um, and when it's going well and when an author is on tour, I mean, I was, I remember when I first wrote to you um, about coming on this podcast 
um, I think you wrote something about the, you had gotten a new suitcase, right? <laughs> I mean, I, that was so poignant to me. I mean, of course you got a new suitcase. What's it been like to be essentially in the virtual realm in all of that, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, for listeners, yeah. most authors who are having their books come out during this time are doing virtual events at bookstores, right. either in conversation with another writer or on their own, or there are these kind of virtual panels. All of the things like festivals and conferences um, are completely canceled, of course, and bookstores are closed. But many people are able to tune in to these virtual events at, at bookstores. Right. Yeah. And I've been doing events at bookstores. I've been doing them with, with organizations. I mean, and I've been, I've been doing for the last three weeks, I've been doing three to four events a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so like almost every night of the week, um, you know, it's been in some ways surprising in the sense that there is, there can be this intimacy to the experience, to those conversations that has been really gratifying and a huge relief, you know, and to have, the intimacy and also the energy of it. On the other hand, I am somebody, I really actually love getting up in front of people in a room and talking about my work and answering questions and connecting in that way. Not all writers do. And I really do. I used to act quite a bit. I think, you know, like I like the performance of it. I like that. I get a lot of just joy from it. And so, you know, I'm, so there's that it's, you know, it's, I think the hardest part about the virtual events for me is not during the event, but it's when it's over and you click that button and it's like, leave <laughs> and then you leave and then you're just, I'm mm. just sitting there in my, you know, in my, the room, um, my kids and husband are downstairs trying to be as quiet as they can be. And I have probably like dishes to do and other things. And I just, there's, there's no, it feels like there's very little like it's a lot of energy going out and then it's sort of like this, it feels, I guess, you know, kind of depressing afterward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like what I want to do is, is go and sit with someone and kind of chat more and, and actually talk to readers and sign books and just have that experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing the mix, the mix of both there. There's, there's great things coming from it. And there are people coming to my events who couldn't have been there. You know, there are people coming in from Australia, like, you know, that's wonderful. Um, and there's also just this real human connection that that's hard to, I, ju- I just don't think you can replicate it in that forum. My last question really is like, what have been some of the gifts of this time? Um, it's, it's a very different kind of publication than what you imagined. It's going well in a lot of ways. And yet at the same time, it's, it's just different. You're in Gloucester with your husband <laughs> and kids and your, your suitcase is gathering dust and... <laughs> Can you think of anything that feels like it's um, hopeful or a gift from this time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. I've been thinking about this recently, and I think that along with the the very concrete gifts of, um, although, you know, I think we could all agree we could use, at some point it would be nice to have like less time with our immediate family. There's been some really, really lovely time that we've had together through this time in terms of, um, you know, going in and being in closer to nature than we generally are as well. Like we've gone on a lot of hikes. We've been by the water. We've been where I grew up, which to me just has this great um, um, healing power to it, I guess, not to sound too cheesy, but it really does for me. Um, and 
I think the other thing that I, this is what I've been coming to realize in this kind of, okay, I go do an event and then I walk downstairs and do dishes and this is that as hard as it is, and as much as I would like to be out on the road and, you know, doing the thing that I've always done before and having it be the way that I thought it was going to be, there's a way in which it's, it's pushing me to sort of integrate, um, like my writer slash professional self with my mother self in a way that I don't think I've ever quite had to do to this extent. Um, and I think that that itself, I, I mean, I'm still in the middle of it, so I can't really tell you where mm -hmm. it's going, but I think that there's, there is a gift in that probably not just for me, but for, you know, my family as well. Yeah, that I, I really relate to that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Be because there's a way in which we all have our different identities or different aspects of ourselves in different baskets. And, you know, there's the self that musters up the the public persona and going out on the road. And then there's the self that's, you know, putting kids to bed or, or doing dishes or, you know, just like there in your yoga pants or whatever. Um, yeah. And they're really the same, they're the same person. Um, but we we can tend to become a little bit, um, like feel like they're in different, like we are a committee of different people or we're in different categories. Yes, yes. Almost like you're turning off and on, you know, mm -hmm. like, okay, well now I drop my kids at school and I become this person who goes to the writer's space and does her work and does this and I you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of have to like get back into this other person before I re-greet my family. And right now it's sort of just all a big, mm -hmm. it's all here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. all here. We're all doing everything that we do all <laughs> at once, all from the same place, whatever that is. Uh, and there really can be gifts in that. I love that. So I lied. I have one more question for you. Go for it. Are you able to write at all right now? I think a lot of people who are creating things of any kind are struggling with a sense of the futility of that or the difficulty. It's kind of an unfair question because when you have a book coming out, it's really, <laughs> really hard to be writing at all. But are you? Right. Yeah, it has. It, so before, before the sort of throes of the book, quote, tour, I was actually writing. Um, and I was doing it by waking up at six every morning and working for two hours and, you know, before the rest of the day sort of opened up. And I was, I've been working on a new novel, very, very sort of nascent, very exploratory at this point. And just kind of, I was just pushing myself to play with it and not know where it's going, but really as much for my own mental health, because I'm somebody who's just, I just do better when I have written each day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've lost track of that a little right now because I just haven't, I just haven't been able to do it all with the promotion um, of the book and that's okay. Um, and I am at, I kind of see myself in a two or three weeks getting, coming back to that place. Mm. Um, one, one real gift was that I was able to write for the, for the Los Angeles times, this quarantine diary. And the process of doing that was such a gift for me because I, it, it both allowed me to be writing, which is what I do and what makes me feel most like myself, and also to be processing um, yeah. this time. And so I just, I mean, I, I can't even say how happy I was to have the chance to do that. And I think that was one of the things that like re that returned me a little bit to that, to that writing self. Yeah, I know just what you mean. And for listeners, um, the LA Times has been doing this terrific series, um, Quarantine Diaries, 
um, of writers writing about what it's like uh, during this time. And for me, the Sewanee Review is also doing um, a series called Corona Correspondence, and they asked me to do one of those pieces. And it was one of the first things that I was able to write, that processing of this time that is right. ever shifting. It's very hard to be working from the present when the present is so <laughs> otherworldly, surreal, strange, and 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 shifting. That's exactly it. Yeah, and I think being given permission to just be writing in the now is what those those opportunities do for us because there is this instinct toward like, well, how can I make meaning out of this? It's like we, I mean, maybe some people can, but I can't. Um, I'm. It's going to be a long time before I'm sort of writing from a place of with any perspective about this moment, and so that that those form that people that allowing writers to do that, I think is is really it does allow us to do what we do and and not in a way that's trying to like be somewhere that we're not. <laughs> right, right. Well put. Well, Anna, thank you so much. This is a wonderful conversation and um rooting for you and for the book of V and yeah, just thanks for thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Danny. I love talking with you. Same. Thanks for listening to The Way We Live Now. Tell us the way you're living now. We want to hear. Call us on, you might want to get a pen for this, 909-713-8995. That's 909-713-8995. And record your story, and we might just use it on the pod. Also, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash the way we live now pod. We are creating a community here, and we would love for you to join us. You can find me on Instagram at Danny Ryder. The Way We Live Now is a production of iHeartRadio. It's produced by Lowell Berlanti. Beth Ann Macaluso is executive producer. Special thanks to Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.